Welcome to the School of Unlearning. I'm your host, Elisa Haggerty. I've always believed in the power of questions. They create a gap, a space where we pause and begin to challenge the world around us. Without questions, we're stuck in the trance of life, a life given to us versus one created with agency. Your journey to rethink and unlearn the norms no longer serving you begins now. Hey friends, last week on 5-Minute Fridays for the School of Unlearning, we discussed the power of paying attention to transitions, the big life transitions, but more importantly, the small ones that make up our day. This week, I want to share with you my own unlearning on productivity. I'm on vacation and I'm having a hard time turning off. On Monday night, I even jotted down a really cute and ambitious lengthy list of to-dos for my personal and professional worlds. It's Friday, my friends, and I'm not even a quarter of the way through the list. And so last night, I had to kind of gently remind myself that the purpose of vacation is actually to be off and maybe not even have a list at all. In the past, when I've taken vacations, it would always take me three or four days to unwind. So I actually felt like I was really there. And I know I can't be alone in this. Anyone else have a knee-jerk reaction to checking emails and Slack and pursuing another project while on vacation? It's a thing. To move from a doing mindset to a being mindset is something most of us all intellectually agree would improve our health and ironically, our productivity. But this shift in mindset isn't so simple. It requires an unlearning from an evolutionary and cultural perspective. From an evolutionary world, humans did not think about production the way that we do now. Everything was done with intention. Everything was done to be essential for survival. Humans created, they made art, they hunted, they gathered, they built sustainable ecosystems off whatever was around them. Productivity was high, but also so was downtime. People produced when they had to, to stay alive, to ensure their safety, food and shelter. And if you didn't produce in a busy village, you may just be kicked out. And this brings me to our most primal fear. The bigger fear for humans then and now was being kicked out of the tribe, which absolutely, if you can believe it, looms larger than death. Death for most of us is certain. We all know it's coming at some point. But to remain part of the community, that's what kept us bound to producing. That's what kept us bound to tasks. After all, being a part of community is where we derive not only our income, our relationships, but our identity. And historically, we've done everything possible to remain a part of the tribe. These days, our cultural obsession with productivity is wreaking havoc on mental and emotional health and relationships. If you remember when the pandemic hit, millions of people were distraught they hadn't accomplished anything amazing or buzzworthy with their free time or their extra time in solitude. While we were all navigating a breakdown of our worlds, our relationships, our commutes to work, um, our whole ecosystem as we knew it, uh, we were also trying to avoid getting COVID. (laughs) And yet many of us went to bed, myself included, feeling a little frustrated that we hadn't used our time better, that we hadn't seized the day. But I have to tell you, I'm pretty sure surviving a global pandemic is very productive. Having a background in nutrition and human health, I always think about how productivity impacts the central nervous system. Kimberly Johnson, my friend and author of the book Call of the Wild, which is excellent. Please go get it. She explains in her book that humans have long held the notion that pleasure is antithetical to productivity. Our collective resistance to pleasure, to enjoying our downtime and being present in our bodies, for extended periods of time, brings up all kinds of fears. It sounds a little bit like this. What will our coworkers think if we're truly done with work by 3 p.m.? Have I even earned this massage? Have I done enough to warrant signing offline to take a walk around the park? 
People, particularly in the West, have come to see pleasure and leisure as frivolous, self-indulgent, and perhaps a luxury reserved only for the privileged. And even if we intellectually know that taking a walk will help our focus, we stay stuck and married to our computers or chasing the next project, because we've also been told more is better. It's that ingrained in us. Remember, we do anything to remain part of the tribe. So self-care, well, that's a nice to have. Wandering through our neighborhood without a goal, impossible because we have to-do lists after all. Look, I'm not saying productivity is bad. Of course not. But it's time that we unlearn the what and the how of productivity. If you look at some of the more prolific creators, thinkers, and leaders, much of their insight and production came during times of leisure. Aristotle, our greatest art and more enduring ideas of philosophy, and even the spark for nearly every single technological breakthrough originated in leisure and also in nature. Galileo invented modern timekeeping after watching a pendulum swing in a cathedral. Oliver Sacks, the great neuroscientist, brought to light the power of music for the mind while hiking in a Norwegian forest. I'll leave you with these six nuggets to consider as you begin to unlearn and redefine productivity in your life. Number one, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Number two, your to-do list isn't meant to be completed. It's designed to be refreshed. Number three, from a neurological perspective, your brain is literally operates, thinks, and creates better during times of pleasure and leisure. Culturally, well, the fear you feel in producing isn't really about productivity at all. It's about belonging. Number five, more is not always better. Number six, pleasure and productivity aren't at odds with each other. They complement and they amplify each other. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to the School of Unlearning podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Be sure to check out the show notes, complete with links and insight you won't want to miss. If you enjoyed this episode, take one minute to rate, review, and share this podcast. Because our learning and unlearning never ends, and we don't have to do it alone.